0: gentlemen this is killing the business wrestling podcast and this is your main event of the evening with the 60-minute time limit the man in charge of this episode is your host the king of the north sick vic he ruled the impact scene for many years now he is the king of new england this is ace romero with us today how you doing sir
1: what's up how are we doing thanks for having
0: me oh absolutely thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show
1: thank you. I look forward to it.
0: So if you could describe your career using one word, what would it be and why?
1: Uh, Oh it's an interesting question. Um, I don't want to say uh, I don't wanna say surprising, but I'm I'm very anytime something like major happens to me. Uh, especially on this long journey I've been on, I've always been surprised and I felt lucky that, that it happened to me. Oh um, well, maybe maybe, this, maybe that's the correct word surprising.
0: Now, did you always want to become a professional wrestler or was it something that just fell in your lap and you just ran with
1: it? Um, yeah, I mean, when I was in high school and middle school, um, I always watched it. Um, even when my friends grew up out of it, uh, I was still always watching, and it was always something I, I wanted to give a go. Um, and then when I turned 18, I uh, found a wrestling school, and I went, and the rest, as they say, is history.
0: How long did it take you from when you first started school to your first match?
1: Um, I trained about a year, and then a um, little time off, and then I trained a little bit more. And then I moved to Florida and I started training down there and down in Florida. So about probably like, um, probably two years before I had my first match. Um, it was a battle Royal and, uh, and soon thereafter I had my first singles match, but yeah, about two years.
0: Was it when you started training, was it one of those, you got it or would you, you think to yourself, what the hell did I get myself into?
1: Um, it was definitely at first. It was holy shit. this comes very natural to me. Um, had no issues at all. I had no issues uh, running the ropes, bumping. Um, I was still a weird kid, and um, I just had really good timing. Um, and then it became. It started. I. It started to become a little bit challenging um, when I started to do, uh, you know, different stuff, whether it be like the chain wrestling or. What have you like? I of my matches. You'll never see me chain wrestle. Uh, but it, it, the very first early beginning came pretty natural to me.
0: What influenced your wrestling style in the ring? Like, did you like study? Like, had a, someone that you're like, I want to be like him, and you influence the style with him, or what? Tell us about
1: it. So I didn't really like have a wrestler I wanted to uh, model after, other than. Somebody like The Rock, where not that you wrestle the same kind of style or I wrestle the same kind of style as he did. Uh, it was more so the uh, personality and, and um, having a presence when you're out there in the ring. Um, you know, I've been told many times I have a presence when I'm in the ring when you watch, when, when, you, when somebody watches me live. Um, so that was the biggest thing I always wanted to bring was I might not be able to do all the coolest moves have a presence and you know it's when you're in the audience and you're watching it you can actually like holy shit this guy's larger than life um i think to me that means more than any move any cool move that anyone can ever do uh
0: exactly how many years have you been in the business for
1: i started training in 2008
0: what's the longest duration of a match you've been a part of
1: um Well, I think the longest singles match is probably uh, like 37 minutes. I did do um, a a Royal Rumble style match for a company out in Ohio. And I started at number one and I went all the way to the end. So it was over an hour. Um, And actually, I mean, me and the last guy who was in there, we had had like another 10 minutes um, once he was in there, once we were the last two. Um, so uh, yeah, hour and a battle war, a little bit over an hour in battle roll so it was match 37. Minutes.
0: What's the hardest object you've ever been hit with during a match?
1: Oh it wasn't it's not that it was hard. It was I got hit with light tubes before, and I only did light tubes one time and um, it's not that it was hard. it was that there was glass everywhere. All over the ring, like so. If you're on the ground, you go to get up. You're putting your hand, you cutting your hand up, and your legs are cut up, everything. Uh, so, so light, light tubes. I, I did them once. I'll never do them again.
0: Especially those little shards that's all over the place. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Getting your elbows, everything. Jeez. Yeah,
0: so if you could, so if professional wrestling could improve one of these areas, what would it be? Be more into people's physical well-being or mental
1: well-being um I don't know I think wrestling's doing well right now um like I was saying earlier before we came on air I'm taking a little bit of a lighter schedule um so I haven't really been around that much but I think wrestling has taken good steps into making a better environment for everybody um is there still work done I'm sure yeah of course, but I think that we're heading in the right direction where we can make wrestling a place for everybody and a place where so everyone can feel like they belong. Cool. What other promotions do you watch on a night off? Yeah. What other promotions do I watch? What other promotions do you watch? Um. Obviously, I watch. I watch all the top stuff, so I watch WWE, um, AEW, Act. Um, I watch all those and then I know I'll, I'll, I'll try to, you know, try to keep up to date with the the latest things that are going on in independent wrestling. You know, there's a lot of great companies out there. I I, I focus a lot on the New England stuff um, just because that's where I live and that's my kind of my territory. Uh, but, you know, I try to keep my eye on everything. This is nothing per se that I watch the most, but I, I still kind of browse and just see what we're doing out there.
0: I'm not sure if you can mention any this answer this next question or not, but what did happen between you and impact wrestling?
1: Um, it just, it just became, uh, a circumstance of bad timing. Um, got COVID, um, on my birthday oh, shit. two years oh. ago. Uh, and I was, I was already with the company, um, a little over almost going on two years. And, uh, I was in the, into my second year. Um, I got COVID. And basically, um, I missed the the May loop um, for tapings. And then it was around the time where, like, they were doing a lot of stuff with AEW and New Japan. And there were a lot of people on the show. So it's, like, it's hard to – it's not independent wrestling. So you can't just put somebody on the show with no rhyme or reason. It's a TV show. So I just – it just – bad luck bad circumstances you know I was sad. I was home for nine months and then I finally was like hey you know I want to be there I don't want to leave but I also don't want to be locked down um ask for my release
0: yeah when I see Larry Dion once in a while it's not the same it's not the same with that without you next one
1: Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel bad. Um, it's like out of his hands, we're attacking, right. I get sick and then, uh, he, he gets shelved just for my circumstance and I feel bad that he didn't get or hasn't gotten the run that he, you know, he deserves. Um, I really wished we could get more time, um, in front of a live audience with triple XL. Um, I thought it had some legs on it. The majority of the time that we were a team that was in front of nobody, you know what I mean? So, I'll I always I will always stand on the fact that during that time, um who's to say we weren't gonna be the most over big man tag team. We're wrestling in front of nobody, you know what I mean? No reactions, basically like everyone's just rest- everyone's performing. Um and it's basically a contest who does the best moves. Because it's professional wrestling, we wrestle off reactions and there's no reactions, So I'll always, I'll always die on who to say that the Black Tel could have been a major contender in Impact Wrestling. Um, like I said, just bad luck, bad timing, no hard feelings. Um, it is what it is.
0: Do you think, in some inadvertent way, that WWE put a black eye in professional wrestling because it's all they should, they're big on sports entertainment? They give you the camera angles, you know, that's family friendly, not the raw, rustic look of like, know like independent wrestling you see the ring move around and shit like that there's been promotions where the fans had to hold the cage up to me that's professional wrestling you think that wwe put like a black eye on professional wrestling
1: no i don't think so i think that there's levels to this anywhere else like wwe is a top top company you know i don't care what anyone says they're the top um they've been the top for a long time um I think that if you're lucky enough to get to go there, I mean, that's just the level you're on. Um, That being said, I mean, that's WWE is WWE. Independent wrestling is independent wrestling. Um, So I have have love for both. Um, I love the intimate crowds where your people are right on top of you and, you know, they can can feel the impact. They can see the sweat fly. They can see the ring move. Um, I think that's where it starts as a performer. It starts there. And hopefully, if you're lucky enough, you get to go to the big time.
0: What's your role with women's wrestling
1: these days? Um, I don't have much of a role there.
0: So is somewhere that you're a trainer or something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I've really kind of stepped back from everything, to be honest. Uh, I was in Europe for, um, for a couple of weeks. And, um, since then since I've been home, I kind of like taking a little more lighter schedule. Um, I used to be, you know, like one of the trainers there. You know, if I if I ever pop up in there, you know, I'll solve training, but it's been a while now. Um kind of like not taking a step back from the business, but just taking a little bit of a hiatus and like just, you know I haven't had really much time off in the last ten plus years. You know, I've been working I was working every weekend for a long time, up until COVID happened. Um so you know, I'm enjoying my I'm enjoying my time off, you know, but you know, I there will be a time where I will come back you know, better than ever. So, um, forward to that.
0: Out of all the wrestling you've watched, who do you think has the worst finisher?
1: The worst finisher?
0: Yeah, like what's the finisher? You don't have to say that the wrestler, but what do you think the worst finisher?
1: Man, that's a hard question. Be um, hmm yeah hey, I don't know well uh, let, let me turn on you. What do you think' has the worst furniture? uh
0: well, these days, like the leg drop or the elbow drop isn't very you know sexy, you know what i mean well
1: i think I think that it's not about the move. I think it's about the guy who does you know if they don't care about you or they don't hate you, then it doesn't really what matter what you do in my opinion um. That's a good point. Well, I mean, I've seen some. I've seen. I've seen some pretty sexy leg drops, uh, off the top rope and etc. But yeah, I think it depends on the guy or or or, or girl who's, who's doing it.
0: So these days, what do you think has the better storylines in professional wrestling? A good promotion.
1: Uh, it's hard to say because, you know, I. I won't. I can't. I don't. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to to watch everything from start to finish. Uh, I usually pop in for a few things, or I'll catch up the next day. Um, so I don't know. I think that every company is doing good in their own respective rights. You know, like people are still watching, which is a good thing, and I think every company is still growing. There's a lot of crazy shit that's happening nowadays, like. You know, for example, Cody Rhodes going back to WWE—that's pretty wild. No one ever, never, no one would ever think think that would happen. You know, it's so a lot of cool things. I think Cody going back to WWE is pretty huge right now. Um, but yeah.
0: If you had a total control of any company, any promotion, what's the one thing you would stop, and what would you start to generate more fans?
1: Um, if I had a control. I would, I don't know. I I, I really dug the the uh, black and gold NXT days. Um, I mean, that was pretty good stuff. Um, stuff they were doing. I would I would try to some way somehow bring that back because, um, though it was different from a Raw and SmackDown, it had it had its own had its own following and it had huge huge buzz every time it was a takeover. So. Um, I always try to bring that back. So what's
0: some of the unique places you've been to during your career? Um,
1: Unique? I mean, as of lately, it's unique to me. I'm, you know, going overseas and going to Europe was pretty unique to me. It was brand new. Um, I spent almost... Almost two weeks in Germany, and then I went to England, and then I went to Ireland. Um, I, just, I never thought I'd ever be, ever be able to wrestle. Again, I was very surprised. Um, it sort of just fell into my lap. Uh, but all, everything everything about you know, that trip was unique. Everything down to needing, a, needing, a, needing, a, needing a, an adapter to charge my phone. Because over there, you can't. It's not America, so you have special adapters for your phone. You have to flip a switch um, to turn on electricity for like the rooms in Germany, um, and, and I think in England as well. Um, but yeah, that, everything was unique. What that experience, um, and then uh, you know the fan base up there is crazy. Yeah, I can't thank thank them enough. They gave me a good, great response everywhere I went. So that's pretty, pretty. happy with that?
0: Not too long ago, you lost a crazy amount of weight, did you not?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost about what
0: pounds. What changes did you make
1: to lose the weight? Oh, uh, well, I just, I started just moving more um, and watching what I was eating. Um, it was as simple as just walking a lot more. And um, it was during the COVID time, so it wasn't a lot to do. So I spent a lot of time outside and, um, you know, just being more conscious of what I was doing and what I was eating.
0: If the figures on the contract were just right, would you sign with a death math promotion?
1: You know, I'd never say never, although, um, it would, it would a lot would, a lot would depend on uh, what the, uh, Stipulations of matches that I would have to commit to, because uh, I mean, if you've seen any, any part of my career, I've done some hardcore slash matchy type stuff, um, so I'm not afraid of that stuff. I just um, I like to do things where uh, you know I want to work, I want to work tor- towards it, so it it means more than it's like a one-off exhibition. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't say no, and I wouldn't say yes. <laughs>
0: what's the number one pet peeve you have that drives you nuts in the
1: business um, one pet peeve um i think it's for me is and i'm not taking a shot at, i'm not taking a shot at anybody uh however i think that a lot of the younger talent today they need and i sound like an old guy now but they need to have more training um so many times I've seen people, they get a little bit of training and they get a little bit of buzz on Twitter and then, then they go and wrestle and, you know, they'll get some kind of buzz going and then boom, they expose themselves for being green. Just um, many times where I'll see one shows, whether it's, you know, AW dark or whatever. That's why like I, that's why I trained for two years because I didn't want, I didn't want to that you know i'm not saying i'm the greatest wrestler in the world but um i really want to have strong fundamental um foundation um but my, my biggest pet peeve is people just in a rush to make it happen you know what i mean if you, you have so much time especially when you're young to to really grow and 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 figure out who you are as a wrestler and get a solid foundation Goes bad, you need to fall back on your foundation, your basics, and all these things. Um, I, I would say I would like the younger wrestler now to not give up on training so quickly just because you're doing shows. I, I like the idea of on the job training, you know, but you, you know, you gotta stay, you gotta stay focused on, on the bigger picture, and you're gonna get that at practice.
0: Um, would that be the, the uh, uh if you could give us someone who just broke into business, any piece of advice, would that be it? Just take your time, enjoy the journey.
1: That would be it. Take your time, enjoy the journey, uh, because you never know when it's going to end. And you never want to be, you never want to become jaded. I think a lot of people become jaded, uh, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, highs or highs and lows are lows. Um, but I would just, don't be in a, don't be in a rush to, you know, the top get signed like people want to get everyone thinks they deserve to be signed now is you don't deserve shit you go everything to wrestling and the business holds you nothing um i think people forget that fact um everyone thinks that they need to be signed i need to be signed like dude you're or you know whoever you you're two years what? in and you've been in you and you're over on twitter in quotations like that doesn't give you grounds or like you deserve to be signed. um I think the people who, who get signed are the people who are busting their ass and grinding, and grinding, and grind. I know everyone's story and journey is different. I'm not saying you can't get signed after years, but I think the mentality is get over on Twitter and then, and then act like you deserve a contract. No, I think you need to bust your ass and you know, keep your mouth shut and your ears open and find your way there if it's meant to be
0: no no worries or thoughts about politics might get involved no matter how hard you work
1: being uh, I mean, politics are gonna get politics are going to be a thing no matter what uh, you know it's that's just but people most of the time you know if you work hard enough you everyone will get their shot if they work hard enough. you'll get an opportunity if you work your hard enough you're willing to sacrifice and you're willing to dedicate your time and all these things and you know you know I'm not saying you have to all off your day job to go to the show or whatever, but you never know what will happen if you didn't go to that show. You know, it just, it's like a chess game, game of life, Professional wrestling, like you never know who's gonna be there, who's gonna see the match. You never know what can come of it. Wrestling is anything else. Anything can change on a dime. So, um, politics are politics, but I think that cream rises to the top. And I think if you're around long enough, You'll get, get an opportunity to get a shot somewhere and your job off the fumble on the five yard line.
0: With all that being said, what's your thoughts on uh, this is like unofficial, off the record thoughts. So, you know, don't worry about you know taking jabs or whatever, even though people get offended anyways, no matter what you do. That's another story. About the Sasha Banks Naomi situation that had occurred last week.
1: Uh I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know them. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with them. The reasons they needed to be, be to leave the company, although other than feeling like they, you know, they weren't getting what they deserve or, they, or they, what they felt they deserved. Um, I think you. I think you got to do what you got to do, and it's not my place to say whether they're wrong or right. I think that you know, just like with me with Impact, I had a lot of people people that were. You know, salty that I asked my release, but I gotta do what I gotta do. You know, just like they have to do what they have to do. Or you know, where people we want to perform and we want to perform the way we think that we could best way. And sometimes, you know, when you're under contract, the the guy who's paying you doesn't feel that same way. So, you know, you just gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes. Do
0: you think the fans are starting to get a little out of control? Because you see what happened to Seth Rollins a couple months ago. There was something I was uh, buzzing around on uh, social media about a fan throwing a headbutt at a wrestler and security and referees had to separate them both. Do you think fans are feeling like too privileged enough that they think, feel like they can go like jump in the ring and take a shot?
1: I don't know, man. I think that, I think that we need to reiterate to people that this is a show. All it is is a show. It's nothing more than a show. I mean, you can see, you may have seen Dave Chappelle. Someone jumped him at, uh, at, at yeah, a show. They, they fucked them all up. Yeah, I mean, someone jumped him at a show. Like, people gotta understand what, like, I, mean, my, I don't wanna get too deep into this, but like, people gotta understand it's a show at the end of the day. Nothing more and nothing less. So, if people were offended by whatever, I mean, I didn't and the guy flipped his hat off his head or whatever, like, I don't know. I would, I would never do that to somebody, um, whether I'm, if I'm, you know, a uh, heel or whatever, but um, I don't know. I think that people just need to chill out a bit sometimes, you know, and, and also have good security because the world is crazier than ever. You know, people, you never know what the hell is going to happen.
0: Would you fault the wrestler if the fan like try to jump in and the wrestler beat the crap out of him?
1: Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't, like I said, I can't speak for anyone but myself. You know, if someone decides to get in the ring with me who's a fan, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that whatever's going to happen, it's going to, it's going to end pretty quickly. Whoever, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know why people would think they could jump in the ring, but you know.
0: Uh, well, because they think it's fake. They're like, wrestling's fake. He's not going to do anything.
1: Well, they'll find out how fake it is, I guess.
0: Surprise, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But do you think those knucklehead fans, like in general, like we're talking about what happened to Chappelle and wrestling and stuff like that, really kind of hurts the rep of the fans that you know, when I saw you at LPW, you know, kids go, you be, you won't be worried about me going up to you trying to try and take a shot. It's like you have good fans that's like, hey, I'll buy you a drink and stuff like that. Do you think that hurts the good fans' rep?
1: No, I don't think so because I don't, I don't think it, It's not, it's definitely not everybody. I think wrestling fans are, you know, the reason why we do this shit, the reason why we 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 travel for six hours to fucking perform for ten minutes. You know what I mean, like. And we do it for them, and we do it for the show and the art form and all those those things. Like, I just think that people need to chill out, chill out a bit more. I don't know. Um, and you never like that guy that you're speaking of probably felt provoked or embarrassed or whatever. Um, and you know, you never know. Like, I think that you you need to be prepared as a wrestler too. You're gonna do that kind of shit. You're gonna put, you know, you know flip somebody's somebody's hat off, like you gotta be ready to go if the guy got head you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but do you also think social media has something to do with it as well, like putting gas on the fire?
1: Uh maybe. I think I mean I definitely think like Twitter is trash. Um I got my account was hacked and I got it back and then I got it and then got it got locked down again and it's been the best thing that ever could happen to me. I don't have to read all the bullshit anymore. There's so much bullshit on Twitter, especially in the wrestling wrestling world. I don't care anymore about it. I don't, whatever, (laughs) out of my life, out of sight, out of mind.
0: That's the way to be because it's always gonna be something. Oh yeah, definitely. So, if wrestling never existed, what would you be doing for a living?
1: Hmm. If wrestling never existed, um. I'll probably be doing, I mean, I would be something in hospitality, um, guest service. I have a lot of experience in that. Um, yeah, probably something like that. Um, when I was younger, I used to, you know, work in food service. Um, so I have that experience, um, which I, I like that style of work. Uh, So maybe that, you know, um, I like to help people and things like that. So probably hospitality, guest service. You could be a bartender. Yeah, you could be a bartender, yeah.
0: I did that for 17 years. Yeah. All before, before COVID hit, but... Yeah. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in five years?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I just... Five years, hopefully, I'm in a better spot than I am now. You know, I, I, things have gotten a lot better for me lately. Um, a lot of people, the COVID really fucked a lot of shit up for me big time. Um, yeah, in a word, in a word, it sucked. Uh, hopefully, the things that I've lost and, you know, I'd like to be wrestling back in the in five years, you know, you have to be realistic, dude, you know, I'm, five years, I'm going to be uh, 37. So, whatever whatever I'm doing, hopefully it is something I have
0: Are you for
1: or against intergender matches? Um, I'm definitely not against it. Uh, I just think that it'll, when it's with me, it has to be done um, where it makes more sense. Um, I got to wrestle with... Uh, female named session moth martina in uh in dublin and you know i am putting the match together i wanted it to be i'm going to do something to her it needs to make sense and it needs to build um i just don't i don't want to keep hitting her and hitting her and hitting her because it takes away from the time if i just hit her once you know what i mean um uh, and she ended up giving me, uh, right for, for the finish, um, she ended up doing a uh, code right off the top, um, in the middle of the ring, She won. She to beat me, um, and the people that, uh, at, in Dublin crazy. They went crazy, they went absolutely crazy, it was insane. Um, so I'm foreign into wrestling, I'm just, the way I do it, it's got to make sense, and I just I don't want to throw I don't want to throw away punches that don't even need to be there.
0: Do you prefer wrestling in front of American crowds or international crowds more?
1: And well, I I would love to go back to to, like for example Europe. Those fans I love America, the American fans, but the fans in Europe are insane. Um, Different electricity. Yeah, like. They haven't had the wrestling in like two years because of COVID. So did Scrapper Mania, um, which was insane. I was in Dublin. I did uh WXW 16 uh, karat tournament. I was insane. I did, I did one show in Liverpool. And again, the crowd was insane. Like they just loved, they loved wrestling. They loved being there. And you could you could really feel them like they didn't they weren't on their they weren't on their phones they were engaged into the matches. So.
0: That must be that like kind of a strange feeling. People now on their phones during your seriously night. like
1: I can't explain that. I'm like, dude, these fucking people are awesome. They actually, I'm not saying Americans don't give a shit, but Americans, you know, they, they get wrestling all the time. You know, back when I went to overseas, they hadn't had wrestling at all. You know. Um, they were just into it, like I can't even explain. Like the atmosphere at Scrappermania, oh, it was insane.
0: I saw a few of your Twitter posts, not Twitter, Instagram posts about it. Yeah, and, yeah, you were just like, "Whoa, man!" And you were like, "Oh, I like, this is like I'll never forget. Forget this time." And like, Jesus, You did the, the dance that the two cool Rikishi
1: did. Oh yeah, and it was very cool for me. I mean, I, I met I met your Hardy at Limitless. Um, the first time we really had a we had like a official meeting and uh he was super cool i told him i was going over to europe same time he was going over um super cool dude like we really got to shoot the shit at in in england which is crazy it's like like the guy i watched and one of my idols from from where i'm from i'm really like really getting a chance to hang out with him and chill with him eat dinner with him in fucking england like insane yeah, he's a good guy.
0: You know, when my friend Mecca and I saw you at the LPW event, well, at first I didn't believe it was you. He's like, that's it. It's- I was like, no, it cannot be that because we've seen you on TV. Yeah. and it's just, It was just like kind of bigger than life. You know, seeing somebody see TV and you like the guy that triple that XL, you know, I was, you guys were wrestling. Mecca and I were like t- messaging. They'd be like, that's bullshit. Or you see that win, you know? So it's like seeing you was just kind of like Whoa! Yeah,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. So, what do you have coming up? Well, um, I'm going to be in Ohio this weekend, um, and then keeping myself pretty light. Um, I want I just I'm enjoying I'm enjoying summer for the first time in a long time, to be honest. I'm just taking a very light schedule, very limited schedule. Um, I have a few dates here and there, pretty sporadic, um, but. Towards, towards um, the end of August, um, going on September, it starts ramping up for me. I believe, uh, and start getting back on the road because um, that's what I love to do. Love love the love the live reactions, of fans. So I have uh, been I've been missing that, but it's good to come back to it. You know, good to take some time off and good to enjoy it when I come back.
0: Like, When you say time off, you mean time off from the ring or time off going to like events themselves?
1: Um, time off is both. I mean, I haven't... Legit, I've done very little shows. Um, my body's feeling better. Um, it's like, like that. I, I live by a statement recently. It's like, how can I miss you if you never leave? Type of thing. And it gives me time to reinvent myself and um, and then come back with something fresh something new, something different for the people, you know. Um, That's kind of where I'm hanging my hat for a little while. Um, When I come back, it's going to be big, going to be major. Uh, And it's going to be when people don't forget.
0: So you're saying the odds of us having another drink in 2022 is I'll see you in 2023, right?
1: Um, No, you know, never said never, right? I mean... I got some stuff up my sleeve that I can't, I can't say now, but you know, you'd never know where I'm going to show up at. So where can people find you in social media? Um, you can find me at, um, at the Ace Romero on Instagram. And then um, that's basically it. I don't, I haven't, I don't think I really added anybody on Facebook for like the last two years. Um, people add me all the time on Facebook. And I, unless I really know you all except accept. Because like people are weird. (laughs) Once you you get them in, they can message you like directly all the time. It's like I love my love my fans, but sometimes people taste the weirdest shit.
0: (laughs) I think yeah, I have some had wrestlers on before that. It's one first of all they say when you DM a wrestler, then you get personal, right? Like you. As a DM, it's not like on Twitter when it's like you tweet about them. No, you direct your DM at them. That's crossing the line.
1: I don't think it's crossing the line until they cross the line with the nature of their um, the nature of what they're messaging me about. I will I will respond to people if it's you know it's normal messages. I don't like the weird messages. Lord knows I get a bunch of them. So, um, but yeah. Instagram at the HRMRO. Uh, you can follow me. Yeah, follow me there. Like I said, some big things about to happen. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled because you're not going to want them to tip.
0: Yeah, when, I, when they were telling me that, I was like, oh, shit, I'm, not, I'm so sorry. You know, I was one of those guys that messaged you. They're like, no, they say some fucked up shit. I, I even get dick pics. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I didn't do that. But it's uh, <laughs> like, so I'm in the, okay in the okay zone <laughs> well ace i am going to see you one day in one of the limitless events now that covid's left i'll be traveling a little bit more
1: good good
0: and i'll be popping up for an lpw soon and maybe i'll see you there if not one day my friend we'll have that drink
1: yes sir we will i appreciate you having me on man
0: and i appreciate you fitting me in your schedule i take care of yourself. of course
1: i'm glad we could do it. Hey,
0: take care of yourself bye-bye
1: all right you too man